And now, NAI Pop presents a unique show where two dads talk about the topics that interest them. Sports, wrestling, and a splash of pop culture information to help them survive in a world of wives and kids. Now, please welcome your hosts, professional wrestler and new dad, Scotty Slade, and retired executive and seasoned dad, Jamie Jamikowski. Welcome to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. And you are listening to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. As always, I am Scotty Slade, joined by the entrepreneur of New England Wrestling, Jamie Jamikowski. And here we talk about everything under the sun, movies, music, pop culture, sports, you name it. We talk about it. Jamie helps me because clearly I have no idea what's going on so I can get a little bit further in my life. Jamie, you've been really excited about the month of April. This has been an awesome pop culture month, my friend. I I would argue possibly the greatest pop culture month in history. Well, so you say that, right? Yes. And clearly we're going to get into the reasons why. But is it the greatest pop culture month or is it the greatest nerd culture month? Oh, aren't they one and the same? You know what? I, uh, music, so why don't you tell people why you think this is the greatest okay, month? Because we've had, we've had a lot of big things happen this month. We we had WrestleMania, yeah, at the beginning nerd. of the month. Uh, we had Game of Thrones return to the air, mega nerd. Yeah, we have we have Avengers Endgame coming out at the end of the month. Still nerd, yeah. And then all of a sudden in the middle, the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer came out. Yeah, and so. I mean, do you want with, nerd culture? That, I mean, would that be like, could you get in, could you be driving a van full of Nikki's friends and be like, hey, ladies, and talk about any of those four? Okay, literally, that would be illegal uh, in three what, states. What are you talking about? That's, isn't that your job as the dad to drive yeah. the van? Pretty pretty much, yeah. We oh. don't have, yeah. So. Or is it, or do you mean illegal because somebody of your stature shouldn't be driving a van? <laughs> yeah, that's it what I meant. Be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be more of a stretch limo. Oh, okay. Yes, it'd be illegal in all the uh, the high end uh, so, income states. So I get I'll, it. I'll give it to you. I think we can call this the, the biggest nerd culture month in history. All right. Because if you ask me what's happening in in music, I don't know. Unless, be- although, didn't Beyonce just drop a new uh, single today? You know what? That would be something I should know with how much I talk about. I'm her. pretty sure Beyonce dropped a new uh, video today. Well, we're gonna have to check that out. We'll post it later on for the pops. Uh, Twitter, which we'll talk about later because there was something I posted on that that I need to talk about, but we'll get to that later in the episode. Okay. But for those that are listening, if this is the first time tuning in, we always bring on a third guest, um, sometimes rotating. Sometimes it's been uh, old reliable Ray. We're just going to call him good old RR, but we don't have Ray tonight. We've got somebody that we thought was a little bit of a an insider. You know, we knew we were going to talk about WrestleMania, and you know, between Jamie's double-digit years as a top-flight independent wrestling promoter, as far as for my double-digit years as an independent wrestler, clearly that wasn't enough. We need somebody who also has been following wrestling. We brought Liam Stryker from the New Age Insiders. Oh, hello, everybody! (laughs) Boy, he's excited to be here. Hi, boss. How are you? Really good that curtain hard, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I got to make them wait. Every single independent wrestling show I've ever seen, it takes 45 minutes for everybody to get out from behind the, gir- the curtain. So I was like, oh, well, that's what I'll do here. <laughs> we, tell, we, we really we love wrestling. It's, it's been just about a year <laughs> since you've been on. Yeah, it just about. Um, Has it? 
Yeah, so I think this, I was. We did we did this right before Infinity War, and right, we had the exactly. big huge round table, and yeah. everybody was there, and oh, we found yeah. out we found out that Jay hadn't seen like a quarter of the Marvel movies. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What a piece of garbage he was. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, <laughs> and we even talked about because I had not seen at the time black panther and i was open about it and so like clearly it was out there it wasn't like we were hiding what we didn't right see. right and so but like we i remember we like said that like certain you couldn't vote for certain things if you hadn't seen it <laughs> you know he gave such extensive breakdowns i know Why? piece of garbage <laughs> i know i know how terrible was that <laughs> i really like the cinematography and the way that uh, this uh, particular movie presented its core elements of the storyline yep that's exactly what happened it was oh. it was nonsense so, it was absolute so so then liam as as one of as the really the 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 ceo the the, yeah. the big guy in charge of NAI Pop Network. Is yeah. this like our annual performance review? Is that where you came on today? This this entire show is uh, being judged, and we'll cancel it on Monday if uh, this doesn't go well. Oh, but that's a lot of pressure, Slade. So we we better not mess up tonight. It's uh, oddly enough, oddly enough, it, I am the one con- uh, conducting the for the pops quiz this episode, oh, and boy. so your performance review is going to be reflected on that. Um, so there you go. You better hope I, I come hard, through for us, Slade. I have a hard time taking all this serious, Jamie. I feel like if Jamie gets mad enough, he goes to the NAI headquarters, shows them a check, and suddenly it is now JAI, Jay Mikowski. Uh, no, no. I, I am no. just I am just a, a cog in the wheel. Yeah. Um, he's, a, cog- <laughs> he's 100% right, but Slade, you're also 100% right that I am 100% for sale. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's not get it twisted, Jamie. The, the, the Jamie Age Insiders could easily become the new title. Yeah, yeah. I think if <laughs> you right, listen, right price. if you listen to NAI Live at all, you would know very well that we are a hundred percent for sale. Hell, I'm here to plug my uh, my stuff. Uh, you can find me on the NAI Pop Network with that movie show, hosted by Showcase Cinemas. Get out of here! I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, no, yeah. No, no. I knew, so I knew about the movie show, but I didn't realize it was hosted by Showcase. Oh, it is sponsored by Showcase. That's awesome. So on that show, if you don't mind, because I'll be honest, I, I don't get a chance to listen to a lot of stuff. Um, do you guys strictly do movie reviews? Like, yeah. So we have uh, we have two versions. Uh, we have the the main version that's here on NAI Pop, and that is basically a deep dive into movies. Last week we did Con Air, and this week coming up we have Galaxy Quest. Um, and so that's where we'll like sit down and we'll just break down one movie. Now, if there is something important like, uh, the star Wars trailer that dropped, we'll have our thoughts and we'll do like a little special episode on that. But then the other episode is a half hour radio show because, uh, that movie show got picked up on a local, uh, Massachusetts radio station, North shore one Oh four nine. And so we have a half hour like news and review show that airs on Sunday at Saturday mornings at nine. And then it'll be it comes on pop uh, the pop network in like a podcast version at like one on Saturday mornings. Oh, it's awesome. So does that mean you guys review like TV shows like Game of Thrones, right? Because that's really big right now. Yeah, sometimes we uh, we review stuff like that. So you've seen Game of Thrones, right? Oh no, uh, no. What? No, I have not you seen have Game of Thrones. You are the one percent that I read about on Facebook. You are. I am the one percent. In this situation, I am so the one percent. I have 
on this show right now, I have the 1% who hasn't seen Game of Thrones, and I have the financial 1% that everybody hates on Facebook as well, and Jamie J. Mikowski. Yes. Yeah. So I've got two one percenters. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm basically a Lannister. I know it's okay. Let's uh, kick Liam to the side and talk about the first episode of Game of Thrones. As predicted. yeah, well, I thought it was really cool that uh, they threw Bran out that window. Oh, not that first <laughs> no, no. one. But uh, ironically, but... that you would bring that episode up, a lot of people are pointing out that the episode one of season eight had a lot of parallels to episode one, season one. Uh, the whole hmm. the whole show started with. Um, Jon Snow and Daenerys arriving at Winterfell and the whole opening shot was they were tracking a kid trying to like sneak through the crowd and get up then he climbs up into a tree very similar to what Bran did in the first episode when um, uh, King Baratheon showed up oh R.I.P. yeah so 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 a lot of parallels Uh, I thought it was good I was very nervous about the show uh and what I've tried nervous? to say, what I've tried to say to myself is, I've and everybody I've spoken to, I, t- I give them the same advice for season eight. I say, either think about or if we're having a conversation, name your three favorite characters. Okay, so mine are, um, you know, Daenerys, uh, Tyrion, and I, I'm not a big John and Arya. Those are my three favorites. I'm going in assuming they're all going to die. That way, oh, when it geez. happens, and maybe one of the three lives, I'll at least have a a, a, a sliver of happiness. Yeah. You know, to, to, this first episode just fit the mold for the other seven seasons, though, Jamie. Like, exactly. Just historically, yeah. the, this episode has always been like the slow – like they try to hold off on anything like over-the-top crazy – and it's just to get it, you into the rest of the and season. And that's what I forgot about. It was actually our old uh, frenemy, R.J. Deloise, who texted me, who said, this, no, 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 this this episode, nothing's going to happen. Is that because he cheated and saw the script? Because that sounds like something he would do. Probably something he would do. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, he, I, he was the one who first said to me, um, nothing's going to happen, just going to set up. And they did a good job. We now know where everybody is. We now know where everybody stands. Yes, we, we now know that riding end, dragons kind of amped it up a little bit. Yeah, we know that riding dragons is more important than worrying about a uh, oh. impending doom with a bunch so, of uh, White Walkers. So Liam, I'm gonna give you yeah. a quick little preview. Here's what happens in season, in in the first episode. We whoa, whoa, learned... whoa, whoa, wait, wait. What? For those listening, spoiler alerts. I actually wasn't gonna give a lot of spoilers out. Uh, yeah, I know, but to recap, I mean, just in case. You know? What what we learn is. The Night King with the White Walkers, they've got their shit together. They're still marching south, right? Right. Cersei, it would appear, she's got her shit together. She's got an army now. She's putting some plans in place. Yeah, she's firmly in charge. Then meanwhile, you got the heroes. And they're just banging. No, they spend an hour bickering with each other, shooting little insults at each other. Yeah. Then two of them go off on joyrides on dragons. (laughs) <laughs> As you do. And then, Slade, you know what ticked me off the most on that episode? What's All right, that? so uh, you're in Woburn. I'm in North Andover. Uh, Liam, you're down in Waltham, right? Yeah. Let's say that there was a report that said, oh, the White Walkers are in Bill Ricca and coming south. Yeah. You know what we'd all do in our neighborhoods? We'd get everybody together and say, okay, start getting all the dragon glass. And everybody start making spears, right? Yeah, right. So we've all 
Dude, they showed like the uh, w- w- the weapon making shop. What do you call that? A foundry? A forge? A forge, sure. Uh, they they showed the forge. There are like three part time immigrant workers in there making three weapons at a time. Well, well, well. Let's what? call them uh, teenagers. Well, no, the wall came down, so it was, it, the wall came down. So I'm sure I figured that's where they got in, right? Yeah, oh, right. They crossed the border. Goodness. The wall came down. Yeah. Makes sense. But I'm thinking, like, all the people just hanging out on the streets eating, I don't know, beef. Yeah, it's an all-hands-on-deck, yeah. like, World War II situation. Yeah. Like, get everybody into the forge. Everybody. Yeah. Get they're a They're worried about feeding people and what they're going to do for food. For food? Get ready, because there's not going to be food. <sighs> Your food for the White Walkers. Yeah. See, what I said, uh, Liam, and you'll appreciate this as a movie guy. I'm trying to approach the season as I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen. Right. Uh, and what I did was during this, like, almost two-year break, I went back and I watched from season one, episode one, I watched all the way through again. Right. So I'm trying to figure out is what makes sense in terms of story arcs. Right. So I'm kind of looking at it. And if I start to lay this out, I'm like, okay, story arc-wise, I think Arya should kill Cersei at some point. It right. It just makes sense with everything they've told so far. You know, whatever she does with the White Walkers, okay, that's fine. But her story arc should close with that confrontation. Now, she may win or she may lose. But right. that's it, the story arc. Jon Snow has to have the conflict with the Night King. Right. That's the story they've told. Then there are some other little ones here and there. The characters I worry about, and, and again, uh, you know, Khaleesi, Daenerys, she's my favorite character on the show. When I really start to look back, I'm like, okay, wow, her whole storyline has been come up from nothing, get the people around her, rally support, and win the throne and kind of take over the throne. Right. That's kind of like gotten sidetracked now. So all a of a sudden bit. I'm like, all of a sudden I'm looking at it like, okay, story arc wise, she's suddenly become expendable. Right. The thing is, is that if, even if you look at the original, like the first season, the Jon Snow's story arc kind of – puts him as the main character because because he he comes from like oh you're a bastard no one loves you your your father cares for you but your your supposed like you know stepmother or whatever she hates you because you're not hers and you know we kind of learn through you know we kind of learn through other weird things and just kind of storyline flashbacks and references that it's like well it actually feels like Jon Snow is actually Lysa's kid you know and then so he's actually really has a claim for this Iron Throne because he's the Mad King's kid so so I'll hold you right there Jamie I have somebody that I work with and maybe uh, Liam can speak more on this that that there's something that the show has subtly hinted. Yeah. And, and you can stop me if you don't want me to talk about Go it. Ahead. But they there's something in the books that there's another Targaryen out there. Correct. Who could theoretically have rights to the throne if our current two spotlighters happen to die. Right. And that would be none other than our little fella. Tyrion, yeah. Tyrion yeah. Lannister. Yeah, there's that theory as well that he's actually a Lannister. I mean, he's actually a Targaryen, and that's why he carried cared so much about the dragons. And you know, back in the day, uh, well, there's so also, 
There's also a scene that you haven't seen in the show because I think you because you said you stopped at season two. When yeah. he goes down into that pit to the dragons, he doesn't get touched. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, it's funny because it didn't pop into my head until so uh, for those that who don't stick around like at the end of the episode the directors kind of like give their two cents on how they built the show for that particular right. episode and they um hint on how the dragons interact with uh john snow to kind of even though we as the viewer already knew this like how that should have been assigned for john and then all of a sudden you instantly warp back to who else interacted with these dragons and that right. particular scene pops up so i don't know if they're planting yeah. the seeds like that I don't I think that he might you it might find out that there's like this little family, you know, that there's this like little family that's kind of like didn't realize they were family. Um, But I do think that the story ultimately is about Jon Snow. Right. This guy has been told his entire life that he's you know, he's nothing. He's worthless. He's a bastard. He's a lower second class citizen than anybody else. And. You know, it, it puts <laughs> sounds it, like Jamie's uh, Jamie's uh, motivational speeches his parents must have gave him when he was growing up. I, I was yeah. gonna say, wow, that that sounds like Scotty Slade's chaotic career. <laughs> oh yeah, that is. <laughs> ah, come on. Oh, he's the king of dad style. It's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that ultimately this is Jon Snow's story. Uh, you know, and ultimately Daenerys is as well. It's the Song of Ice and Fire, and it's how. It's how the dragons of fire and the winter, the Starks, you know, basically kind of get everything together. I, I will, I will go on record with my prediction. Then, I'll, then I'll wrap this up so we can talk about other stuff that Liam cares about with with a, with something Scotty Slade will love. My prediction, Liam, has been uh, for the past couple of seasons, it's a song of ice and fire. I think what you're seeing is that remember the character Sam Sam Tarley? Yeah, he's become a maester, right? Like one of the library guys. Right. I think this entire thing has been a flashback. I think, and they were dead the whole time. No, I think I think he's re- <laughs> he's reading the story, uh, the Song of Ice and Fire, to Jon Snow and Daenerys' kid, who's now on the Iron Throne in the future. That's my prediction. Well, Slade, I was gonna say, you know, we do have Liam from the New Age Insiders, and they they are a heavily wrestling focused show. And I, you know, the other big pop culture, one of the big other ones we talked about is uh, was WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which Scotty Slade and I watched together for the first time ever. Oh, wow. That must have been an interesting experience. You know what? You know what? It actually was, but for all the wrong reasons. Oh, that's too bad. I was yeah. hoping it was going to be a positive one. No, so uh, before we had uh, talked on the last show, we talked with Ray, and we had put a bet for dinner where um, we went through the card. We guessed who we thought would win. Okay. And uh, whoever came in first didn't have to pay. Whoever came in second paid for themselves. Whoever came in third paid for the winner. Uh, we all split tip. Everything is good. Um Long story short, fast forward, we end up going into the main event where Ray had originally taken Becky, but uh, to make things interesting, he switched to Charlotte. (laughs) And uh, it ended up as a three-way tie. And you can actually, if you go back to the For the Pops Twitter, you can actually see the progressive breakdown. Uh, For that reason, it was a wild ride. Uh, And Jamie was also uh, blindsided with a dirty sock on his lap and if you know jamie that's so funny i hate feet i hate germs so that was like just it was a combination of everything that's so funny but yeah so so me uh jamie and i watched it together and it's funny jamie for this particular one the back of my head i wanted to bring in ray and brian yeah mainly because brian thought this wrestlemania was really well put together he thought it was a really great show ray on the other hand 
was very meh on the whole thing, and those two probably would have went at it. Okay. So, Liam, what did you think of WrestleMania? I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it, uh, you know, for the first time in a long time. Uh, WWE. the first time in forever? For the first time in forever. Uh, it was uh, It was pretty good. It was, you know, it was really good, well put together. I thought that for the first time in a very long time, WWE built a lot of matches that you cared about, that, you know, there was a lot of fan hype around, obviously, the women making history, Kofi Kingston uh, challenging for the belt, and that story was really compelling. You know, I I thought that there was a lot to kind of sink your teeth into. Uh, And then they also had a bunch of nice surprises. I mean, having the Doctor of Thugonomics show up was really fun for anybody that kind of got to live through that and is kind of like missed that bite in that John Cena character. Uh, They were able to get that that night. So I think, you know, when WWE decides that they want to put in the effort, they're the best on the planet. But that effort has, you know, and they even talked about it in December, you know, sometimes they just don't try, you know, but when they do, they're the best at what they do. And WrestleMania 35 was definitely indicative of that. Jamie. I thought it was a very good WrestleMania. I would put it at good to very good. I'd put it in that range. How could they have made it very good to great? I would have trimmed a little bit of the fat. I got to tell you, I got yeah. there for the pre-show. And even if I hadn't, let's say I showed it. What, what time did it actually start? Seven was the actual start time, right? Uh, yeah. You know what? You say that, but truth be told, with the network and how things are, to, to me, I know I, I know I didn't make it for the pre-show, but to me, once you sit down and you start watching. Yeah. I'd agree all, with that. I'd agree with that because go- nobody's really sitting down and watching that on YouTube. You know, like, yeah, maybe the two battle royals, the women and the men, maybe that was on, you know, YouTube or Facebook Live or something. But you could get it on the f- you could get it on the network. So as soon as that happens, then, yeah, it's the show started. Uh, but, yeah, I think the technical start time was like seven. So if it was seven, I mean, even so, five and a half hours. That's a yeah. long show. Yeah, that's that's one of WWE's biggest problems is that their shows are just too long. I mean, three hours for Raw every week is a tractor pull. And, you know, having five hours for WrestleMania, while everything was good, it was just so hard to just kind of stay excited for everything. Yeah, and you a, know, a lot of people talked about how a, a lot of people's favorite match was the Kofi Daniel Bryan match. Right. That came somewhere in the middle. Right. It came somewhere in the middle and that's where everybody was still alive and rocking. And, you know, uh, the New Age Insiders every year we partner with uh, the Mania Club and we do a tailgate live outside uh, to benefit Connor's Cure. And that tailgate started at 10 o'clock in the morning and there was beer and liquor that was you know, available for everybody that purchased a ticket. So by the time yeah, beer and liquor, <laughs> beer and liquor, baby. And so by the time the actual shows, like people were like getting into the show, people were hammered. And so it's like, yeah, now you're asking a drunk person that's been in the sun all day to now go in and care about a wrestling show for 15 hours. It's like, Oh man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course the Kurt Angle Baron Corbin segment, you know, isn't going to be great, you know, or yeah, not even Although, although not for nothing, I actually really like that match. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it did exactly what it needed to. I mean, you know, sometimes wrestling fans are the absolute worst and, you know, we get a lot of hate and people start bitching and moaning that it's like, why did Kurt Angle lose his last match? And it's just like, yeah, Baron Corbin won because we want you to hate him. What's going to make you hate him if we, you know, have you have him spoil the have him spoil the Kurt Angle stuff. But that but he also looked the best he's looked because I was at the, the raw at TD. Yeah, and when Angle and Joe worked, and that just at points of that match, I was like, "Oh, jeez, like, yeah, this is rough." But he, all that stuff looked okay. He even pulled out the moonsault. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I was, and and hey, let's get it right. Liquor was flowing at the uh, Fury Compound. It sure for was Jamie for a few I. of us. Jamie brought some top shelf Irish whiskey. Oh, we were we were clanging and banging. You know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe. Well, well, other well, other attendees looked at us with just pure disgust. Straight edge mofos. But uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed uh, Mania. Um, I didn't mind the length, uh, mainly because I've been at least in the last two months, I've been literally absorbing so much of the WWE product. and It's been really, really solid. Um, The if there was anything they could have cut and this is going to be awful, like maybe take out both the rumbles and the, uh, that women's title tag team match. I think those were the only ones that really yeah. stood out that I was like, yeesh, oosh. Well, I also, if you're going to have, if you're going to have the Usos drop the tag titles on SmackDown that week, anyway, you know, the you should have just, you should have just cut that match. Sure. Sure. You know, because if we weren't going to – because, like, all the stuff that you mentioned, none of it was, you know, storyline related. Like, we didn't start something new or we didn't, like, end something. And so it's like if we're not going to do either one of those things, then get rid of it. Uh, we, we don't need it. But this is the old WWE books themselves into a corner on certain things. Of course. Which, you, you know, remember when they first did the brand split? And the way it worked was, if I remember correctly, everybody got split up and then champions would defend on either show. Right. The problem now is you've got what, what, how many belts? Eight belts that have to be defended? Fifteen belts. Fifteen belts. So, again, so if you were to ask me which matches could have been cut. Everything honestly, that wasn't for a title. You, you could have cut the U.S. championship match and the Intercontinental Championship match because nobody cared about them. Yeah, right. You know, and then the the pickle they're in now is okay. Well, I guess if we're going to put the raw, raw tag team champs on there, we have to have a separate match for the tag team champions. So you're doubling the length of your show, and I think all it does is you have t- by the end you have tired fans, right? And and remember, Slade, I think you would appreciate this. What was it? A 15 match card. By definition, there are only so many finishes you can have in wrestling, right? Well, I, it was so funny. I got uh, I got such a kick out of it because, you know, on the chaotic booking sheets uh, when Jamie used to write them, uh, it, one of the things was don't, like look at other matches so you don't duplicate spots. And it was so funny watching. And this was on Friday for the NXT show. Everybody did the same spot. Uh, they all did the like on the outside, go up onto the turnbuckle, moonsaw all out to the outside, and that's all I could think about. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. The, was that booking sheet? Yeah, I mean, it's it, and it's funny. I, I stole that from them. That's what talent relations gave us ages ago. 
But overall, everybody thumbs up for WrestleMania? Yeah, certainly a thumbs up. Absolutely. Yeah, I, solid for me. I thought it was the best one. Uh, we were arguing whether or not it was a top five, and I the argument was is name something that was really wrong with it outside of time. And I, don't, I can't. Like, I, th- I think yeah. every match delivered. Like, I think that you got to look at WrestleMania's – uh, as the same thing you do as draft classes in the NFL, where it's like you're not really going to know what this WrestleMania was until you're a few years removed from it. Because I remember leaving WrestleMania 31, and everybody was saying the same thing, where it's like, oh, this is a, you know, one of the best WrestleManias, one of the best WrestleManias. And now we've had a few years to think about it, and it's like, well, it was good, but, you know, you really you only care about the end. So that top five thing is so tough too. Cause leave me make a good point. I'm, I'm going to flip that, that like, I'll think back. I'm older than everybody. Um, but like, I always remembered WrestleMania one, two, three, four. Right. As being a great WrestleMania. That was the tournament. Um, Savage, Savage one. one. And I'm always, Oh no, that was the best mania. If you go back and watch it now, right. It's not a good show. Well, it's also funny because if you watch any of the WrestleManias from that is you remember hearing the calls, right? Because I remember when I – I think it was for 32 I watched all of the WrestleManias leading up to it. And it was really funny because you watch them and Gorilla Monsoon is going nuts. Mm -hmm. And you remember these spectacle moments that is like, oh my god, the crowd's going wild and it's going crazy. And then you they like show the crowd and the crowd's just like – this is fine, (laughs) you know? And so it's all in, you know, I think WrestleManias and and wrestling shows in general are so just rose colored glasses a little bit when it comes to this sort of thing. And so it's really tough to, it's really tough to, especially just so immediately put it in its proper place right after the show. You know, because I, you know, there were people that were arguing because uh, Jason, he, you know, he firmly planted his flag in that this is one of the best WrestleManias, top three of all time. And uh, then I don't know about top three, but yeah, right. And so then, you know, wrestling fans are fickle and you know can be very annoying at times. And so there was just a lot of people that were coming, being like, "No, this show was terrible," and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, man, like. How about you let it breathe? How about did you enjoy the show? It's entertainment. You're supposed to enjoy it. Were not... you not entertained? Yeah, right. Just like Gladiator, which is an episode of that movie show that you can find here in the archives of New Age Insiders Pop. Um, but it's a that was subtle. Yeah, right. Real subtle. And so you you know it's just you look at these things just like enjoy it. It's entertainment. Things don't have to be better than other things. You know when you're dealing with this type of medium but well it, and and jamie closing out i think we're all in agreements that uh kofi mania stole that show yep, yeah and, and and again you you are welcome for kofi mania yeah That's... i know well the real thing is is you can thank the new age insiders because we interviewed him right before kofi mania really started uh, you know, because they had had years to worry about, you know, to know Kofi Kingston. But it wasn't until he was on NAI Live that they really were like, wow, you know what? This guy does have the star power. He's going to wrestle tonight in this gauntlet match, and that's going to kick everything off. So you're actually welcome. So, See, this, so this really, is like my Facebook timeline, Jamie. Everybody's taking credit for <laughs> Kofi's success. Is, so the only one who established is the only person who had no role in Kofi's success. Yeah. Scotty Slade. 
Right. It's it's true. It's true. Uh, that was that was actually probably the funniest thing in the world to watch after WrestleMania. Everybody oh, just like patting themselves on the back for the success and hard work of a of a very dedicated and talented individual. Yeah, that, that they all knew the day they the day they met him. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is. I you know what? Part of me just wants to get like signed as a manager for WWE just to watch people go. This is why I always wanted to book Scotty Slade as my champion. <laughs> right, right. I but, promise, like, uh, if that happens, I'll get on there and say, "Really? I always thought he sucked." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. I'm glad that you're you're there to be the uh, lightning rod to bring you back down. Yeah, the um, voice of reason. So why don't we, Jamie? Why don't we go to break so we can come back uh, and go with um, Liam's second piece of expertise, so to speak, because I heard he has a piece of paper that says so. And I do. Let's talk about movies. All right. Um, so you are listening to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. After these messages, we'll be right back. My name is Jason Maltop. I am Liam Strager. And I'm Bill Neville. And live every Wednesday night on NewAgeInsiders.com and the Mixler app, we're taking topics and thousands of fan perspectives and bringing them to your airwaves. And don't forget, we'll be live and taking your calls before and after every single WWE pay-per-view that we do not attend. But wait, there's more. You can also subscribe to our Patreon page by visiting Patreon.com and searching for New Age Insiders. And with plans starting at just $2 a month, there's an affordable option for everyone. Monday Rewards, Tuesday Rewards, exclusive pay-per-view rewards, exclusive shows. Why wouldn't you become a Patreon? And we will see you Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. We out. So, Sky Slade, we have a new sponsor for the show. This is kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a company I've actually worked with before. It's called Simple Corp Global. Simple with, Corp Global? Simple Corp Global. And uh, what they do is they actually sell men's and women's grooming products. They have, like, a couple of different lines. And if I remember correctly, I think I gave you some samples a few weeks ago when I saw you. That's right. It was the simple man. It was the shampoo, the conditioner, and the body wash. Yeah, and how's it working out for you? I'm not going to lie, Jamie. Parts of my body feel like they're on top of a mountain with the cool breeze running between my body parts. Well, clearly that's what they're going to put on their posters <laughs> and on their website is you on a mountain with cool things blowing through your body parts. I think it's a perfect sales pitch. Just yeah. me. Hands on my side, giant smile on my face, for the Pops logo coming over my shoulder, Simple Man by Simple Corp Global. Well, and like you said, we let you try out the, some of the shampoos and conditioners, but really, Slade, that Simple Man line, that was created by a couple of guys out in Minnesota who they had what was called the Man Salons. And another big part of the line, which I think we got to get you and all your, your wrestling friends, is you know, you know they've got a huge line of like beard bombs and beard oils. So you guys don't look so scruffy. You can be a little bit more well-kempt. With all but that facial I, hair you got. But can I use that even on my small goatee? You know, it's it's perfect. They have everything from razors to shaving creams to beard bombs and beard oils. That, that's perfect whether you have a, a full, like even a full war beard it would work on right down to a little Scotty Slade goatee. So then how would I get these? Cool thing is you can actually order them online. You can go to simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. And when you order on that one, you'll get a special free gift when you place any order. Is through it uh, our website. It is not assigned 8x10. You'll actually get a, a, a free gift from, from Simple Corp Global. But the other cool thing is, I don't know if you know this, they also have a women's line called Simply Hers. Yes, that, you gave me some of that in the free samples as well. Have you given that to your wife or anybody to sample yet? 
Yeah, for whatever reason, she stayed in the shower for an extra 45 minutes, so I really don't know what's in the stuff, but it'll, apparently it's working. It'll do that for you. You know what? It's all natural. It's paraben-free. It's sulfate-free, and it's it's gentle, and it's salon quality without those salon quality prices. I also think I gave you some of their samples of, of Alfred and Hoff colognes. Jamie, can you – so the beauty of that one is I've been using that when I go to work, and not only are my employees making compliments, but even our customers – are starting to get a little bit closer because of how good I smell. That's pretty awesome because they actually just brought that line in in the past year. It was actually used to be like exclusively sold in high-end luxury stores, but now it's only available through Simple Corp Global. So you can check that out too. And Slade, the one thing I didn't tell you, as you really learn to love these products and start using them more, you can actually shop for free when you become a regular customer. Get out of here. Yeah, I swear. The more you order... And you place things on subscription, like some of those shave clubs that are out there. You can do the same thing with Simple Corp. So I, I don't even have to leave my house? You don't have to leave your house. You can order it all online. You can set up. They'll deliver weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however often you want to take those products in. And the more you buy, the more you save. And eventually, you can even earn uh, free product credits for your future purchases. So you're saying I get to smell like a million bucks, feel like I'm standing on top of a mountaintop naked, and then get an extra 45 minutes to play my video games. And all I have to do is click order once and it'll reoccur as many times as I need. Yep, just set yourself up as a preferred customer and you're ready to go. You just tell me where that website is again, Jamie. It's simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. And you can shop from all three lines from Simple Man, from Simply Hers, and Alfred and Hoff. It's simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. We are back, and you are listening to For the Pops on the NEI Pop Network. As always, I am Scotty Slade, joined by Jamie Jamikowski. And this episode, we have none other than Liam Stryker from the NAI Inside. Wait, or the New Age Insiders. That's like saying ATM machine. Sorry. Yeah, that was but like yes. saying ATM machine. But uh, yes, from the Would New Age Insiders. Would you me of the Liam other day, Stryker. Stryker, that, I, that you said I did that? Yeah, what did you say? Do you remember? It. I don't know. Fine. Have to, you gave me crap up. the other day. So, so what we're talking about now is, as at the beginning of the show, Jamie said this month is a nerdgasm of uh, items that are going across the board. We've got wrestling. We've got Game of Thrones. We've got now a Star Wars trailer that has dropped. Yeah. For this coming holiday season, um, if you go to at for the pops on Twitter. I posted a reaction video. Um, Liam, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a gentleman that w- is watching the new trailer, and at some, at one point, tears are rolling down his eyes. Yeah. He's gasping. Um, he's just having this emotional roller coaster. Um, so have uh, have we ever talked about my hatred for reaction videos? No. No. Um, I have as a as a person, like as like an actual like content creator, it is the most annoying and disingenuous thing, and it drives me up a wall. The only time I accept reaction videos, and maybe this guy did this uh, or not, but if if I only accept them as f- truth, if somebody else filmed it, if somebody else filmed it, and it was filming somebody having a reaction to something, like NFL Super Bowl reaction videos at times. Right, like that, that's fine. But if you have set up a camera 
on your own to watch something and react to it, I find it extremely disingenuous because you now know that there's a camera on you. And so you're going to try to play it up more than you might otherwise, because you're like, I have to create this crazy thing. The one I always point to is Jason's reaction to Goldberg winning the universal (laughs) title, right? Bill filmed that. That was his actual reaction because he did not know that Bill was filming him while that was happening. You know what I mean? Whereas I've seen people that have reacted to like Roman Reigns saying that he doesn't have cancer and you would have thought that like you're this person's mother was like, I'm cancer free. You know what I mean? And it's just like, that's disingenuous. You don't know this person while you can be happy for them. Having actual legitimate tears is nonsense. Well, you know where the, the reaction videos started, right? No. The, one of the first reaction videos came from the craze uh, and uh, Jamie, uh, I'll pause up until this point in case you want to edit it out. So, da 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 da, two girls, one cup. Oh, uh, right. It was actually the start of a lot of uh, yeah reaction videos because they couldn't show it online, so people were recording their Themselves. first reactions to it. Yeah, that and makes sense. Then that blew up. This like, hey, that those became so popular. Yeah, right. We're losing their mind. Let's now do it for everything. Yeah, and it just uh, again, it's very disingenuous as somebody who works with actual Wait actors. A Jamie, you're still here, right? I'm still here. Okay, all right. Sorry, we've already lost you once today. I want to make sure. Go ahead, go ahead, Liam. Oh yeah. So you know, it, as somebody that works with actors, right? You know, you you understand performance and you understand the nuance of performance, and it's just it's really annoying because I can spot it a mile away now, where it's like, oh, you're clearly you're clearly acting. And, you know, and it's just it's just something that's very, very annoying. So what did you so reaction video hatred aside, what did you think of the new Star Wars trailer? Um, You know, I'm really optimistic about it. There's a lot of like fan backlash uh, coming from Episode eight, The Force Awakens. And, you know, the fans kind of unjustly roasted that movie. You mean The Last Jedi? Uh, Yeah, The Last Jedi. Sorry. Um, The Last Jedi. And. I'm very excited to see kind of what they're planning on doing with it. I thought it was visually very cool, and I just thought it was going to be very much, you know, cookie cutter as it turns to these Star Wars films have kind of been um, and what Star Wars films are ultimately. Whereas the end of that trailer was mind blowing. Now, I don't know if you guys got a chance to fit watch the Star Wars celebration of it, uh, yes. but. But that was the coolest part of it. I was watching that panel. Now, I am I love that companies and corporations are now using live streaming, you know, stuff that's been available for 10 years, but companies are finally getting around to it. And it's really – it was really cool to have that live, show the trailer, have the laugh of Palpatine and be like, oh, that's really interesting. I wonder why that's there because, like, if you remember for – the uh for uh the force awakens darth vader's respirator was in it and they showed the burnt helmet and stuff but like he wasn't in the movie and so it was just like i I initially thought that that's what it was going to be is like another thing like that and then for ian um mcdermott 
the actor that plays Palpatine to just appear on stage was like, holy moly, this is right. going to be bananas. This movie's going to be nuts. So, so Jamie, like I, to build off of that, uh, my initial reaction is, is like, I try not to, my thing is I don't watch movie trailers. We all you know like that. trailers. We all know that. Yeah. But, but I watched this one because like, I knew it was like a focal point. I knew you and I were going to talk about it. Um, so I don't also don't look into any, I don't watch any of the press stuff. I don't like to even look at IMDB to find out who was casted like nothing. I yep. think it kills it for me. So like Jamie, like when you, you hear that laugh, like what's going through your mind? So you got a picture. I was actually sitting in a movie theater with Brian Fury and Nikki Fury when that trailer dropped. Cause oh, we all went to see two Captain episodes Marvel in together. a row, two episodes in a row. We, wait, what? We went to oh, Captain Marvel right, together. You son of a bitch! Oh, yeah. So me, wait, you go to me Dumbo. and Jamie, me and Jamie and Brian and Nikki Fury all went and saw Shazam last weekend. Yeah, what? Awesome. You so you go see Dumbo now you go see Captain Marvel. Yeah. Why am I not getting any sort of invite? Oh, I'm sorry, because 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 Liam, Nikki Fury, Kofi Warbeard, and I we're all going to see Avengers together. Too. Oh, sorry, man. That's what, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah, because I got special tickets because that movie show was sponsored by Showcase Cinema, right. so they got us into the 22 Marvel Movie Marathon in Revere, but I only had so many tickets. Sorry, Oh, pal. I'm sorry. If Jamie does the Marvel Movie Marathon, I'm strapping a live cam to him <laughs> just to do a highlight video of the progression of death. So um, I, I actually pitched that because they wanted us to actually show up to that, and I was just like, I watched – uh, like I was at work, but I had it on in the background and I watched a live stream of Shia LaBeouf watching every Shia LaBeouf movie. And it was amazing watching that man slowly descend into madness. It was amazing. It was absolutely guy, amazing. Guy hates reaction videos, loves watching actors watch their own stuff. Anyway, Jamie, what did you think? I love I, I, I Unlike you said, I love trailers. I look forward to trailers. I will watch every trailer, like a lot of times for the Marvel movies. They'll drop foreign trailers. I'll find those for that. For that, like, it's sometimes literally. It's how you it, learned Russian. It's an additional. <laughs> no, it's like an additional like three point four seconds of footage. That's not in the American trailer. Yeah. So I'll watch it. I I think that I don't know if it's Disney, Marvel, Lucas Film, or the whole conglomerate. Nobody does trailers better than them lately. Whether oh, it's they're killing it. Toy Story Four. Uh, of uh, Endgame or or Star Wars, everything they did in that trailer makes you want to see that movie. You know, yeah, they absolutely. Off, the the background music, and again, here's where I go: Ultimate Star Wars nerd for everybody. The background music was Leia's theme through the whole thing, right from the first movie, and then they show you that Carrie Fisher is going to be in it as Leia. Yeah, you know, they do the thing where you see the broken down Death Star in the background. They they started with that that cool clip of uh, Ray running from the Tie Fighter and doing the flip. They show you again everybody who's back, everybody's gonna be there, and then at the end the two things they end it with are, because again I'm getting older, they're trying to appeal to a new audience, so they're telling the story even in the trailer of all the new people, right? Showing you where they are, but the last things they end it with are, they show Lando with Chewie back in the Falcon. Mm -hmm. And then they end with the Emperor's Laugh. Right. So anybody like me who's literally been a fan for 40 years, we're immediately back on board. And now, do, Jamie, do you think hearing Palpatine laugh, do you think there's any possibility 
any possibility of any sort of return of any other characters that have been deceased. Who are you asking about? I think I think I think Hundo P, the Emperor comes back. Oh, I love Hundo P. Yes. Oh, that's what it was, Jamie. It was one hundred percent Hundo P. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't know if you thought that there was any chance that Vader would return. I don't think See, I, I think his story has ended. Yeah, his story has ended, and I would love it. I think we, I think we all would love it. But there's no, uh, there's no use for him. Like he doesn't fit in anywhere because he Vader is the bad guy, Anakin's the good guy. So if he he became Anakin at the end of episode six. So it's really hard for like Darth Vader to show up. Sure. It's like, it's kind of like when we hadn't seen Hulk Hogan forever. The last time we saw Hulk Hogan, he was red and yellow, but then he shows up in the WWF again as Hollywood. Well, but towards the, yeah, but he, he like repented towards the very end. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you don't think he could come in as a big baby face? I mean, I, this is just this is me holding on to the older stuff rather than trying to be like, hey, let's build the younger talent. But like, yeah, right. No, I, I, I think this is going to be all about. I think this movie will be all about Ray. Yeah, mean, clearly, this, I, this, yes, where she, this is where she ascends. Of course, because because if th- that from a market standpoint too, this opens the doors to so much more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yes. I don't know. I, I just love Darth Vader, but that's just uh, we all do. And I want Darth Vader to be in this movie so bad, but it's just logically, this is what we got into trouble with during the last Jedi. You know, we had a bunch of people that were like, you know, Oh, I want this to happen and that to happen and right. this to happen. And then none of it happened. And everybody was mad about it. When like, it was never going to happen that we were going to find out that like raise Luke's kid, and, you know, Princess Leia's also her mother or something. You know what I mean? It was just, like, nonsense. Well, speaking of uh, wanting this to happen, that to happen, and expecting everything, I think we're all expecting half of the Marvel Universe to come back. Um, At least Spider-Man. Yeah, well, he, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man's coming back. I hope he doesn't! What is wrong with you? <laughs> For the yeah. sole reason of the... They're just going to say that uh, Far From Home was uh, all a goof. <laughs> yeah. It was like, zing! This is actually taking place before all the instances. But yes, um, the uh, the second Infinity War trailer drops. Um, this, I, this, I, this is going to be just, just dollar-wise and everything-wise the craziest thing you'll ever see in movies. Oh, absolutely. The business this thing is going to do. And what a credit to how do you pronounce his last name? Um, F e i g e, the guy who runs all of these. Feige. Feige. Oh, that's not what I thought you were starting to spell. But no, yeah, no, the guy who's been in charge of this whole Marvel Cinematic yep. Universe. Yes. Huge credit to him for building a decade-long franchise and storyline with multiple spinoffs, taking B and C level characters. I like I shared with you, uh, Fury, Nikki, and I we went to see Captain Marvel. Right, and, and I said, I put it up there with Wonder Woman. Right, it was it's it's a good movie, and I said, how sad is it, as a DC fan, that Marvel can take B and C level characters and make movies out of them, 
that are as good as and better than the movies DC can make with A-list characters. Well, the problem that I that has been having with the DC universe, and I talk about this all the time, and here goes my diet tribe. Um, the biggest problem that it, they have is that they refuse to use the roadmap. It, they're trying right. to do it so differently just to, so they don't get compared to Marvel that they're not doing it well. And it's just proving that, you know, they're not putting together good movies. It's not going together well. And we're just going to keep making movies and we're not going to have a vision for what these movies are or could be. And they're just falling flat on their face because they're trying to be so counterculture. Whereas it's just like, guys, you could easily do what Marvel's doing. You have the same type of catalog in terms of stories that people care about and you refuse to do any of them. Yeah, I, and Jamie, to kind of go back to you talking about how big this money-wise this movie is, I was reading an article. If I find it, we'll post it on For the Pops Twitter. Um, that Marvel has done such an amazing job with all of this build-up that they could have saved all of their money in promoting because this movie didn't need it. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, here's a here's the realistic. Here's like like a real thing. It's uh, last week. I'm in a meeting and I'm at National Amusements, which is one of the largest uh, movie movie theater chains in the United States. And we're sitting there and talking because we're talking about the 22 Marvel movie marathon that's happening in Revere. And the people at National Amusements are like, it's we don't know what to do. Like we're out of we're out of theaters. Like we keep opening up screens and we don't have any more theaters for all of the people to see these movies. All of our theaters are sold out. It's, it's insane. You know, it, when the, like it officially came out that like it smashed all of the pre-sale records of every, every movie ever. It is, it was crashing websites. It like crashed AMC's website, right? It crashed Fandango. Um, it crashed everything and it is, it is without a shadow of a doubt, the most anticipated movie of all time. So Jamie, before we, before we end this segment, cause we're up against the clock. Yeah. I know that it's just a trailer. I know it, the, the movie hasn't even happened yet, but just in a 30 second to a minute spot from each of you, what does Marvel do once this movie ends, because to my knowledge, there's a lot of actors across the board that are relinquishing the uh, the veil, so to speak. But I think that's what they've been setting up is this has been what do they call they had a name for it? Um, like, uh, like the first grouping of all of this. And this is the end of phase one. This is the end of phase one. Right. And that's why they brought in. Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange. That's going to launch now phase two of of the Marvel Universe, and that'll be the next wave that they'll do. So I know I know that I'm in the minority here, but I mean, as comic book readers, we all understand that art styles change, right? Like Batman doesn't look consistent. Like he he looks like Batman consistently. But the art style of the books changes from artist to artist and nothing ever crazy. And so I'm perfectly fine accepting 
somebody else playing Thor. I'm I'm okay with somebody else playing Tony Stark. I'm okay with somebody else playing Captain America because, you know, the I as a comic book fan understand that while Captain America is always going to look the same, he's not going to look identical. And so I'm okay with continuing it because I want to see Captain America, but I'm okay with another actor playing that character. Sure. Yeah, I guess just look at this and then we'll jump into the the quiz. The when I see stuff that what feels and what and that was the best. That's the best way to describe this. This universe felt like it grew organically when in reality it was it was clearly at some point started to be planned out. Right. Something that feels so organic that now that it's ending and you now have to go in a different direction and try to recreate that sort of uh that sort of snowball effect again now with properties under your license that you didn't have at the start um i just wonder in that boardroom do we see a shift towards x-men do we see that shift yeah. towards spider-man like what properties now that they have these these characters where they'll go to next so it's going to be really right. fun to see so, so can I ask a it is going to be really f- Spin, spinning off of our wrestlemania pool can i ask a question sure so everybody go around. Uh, your Avengers Endgame death pool. Uh, w- which Avengers don't make it out alive? Uh, I, I, all right, I'll answer. I don't think any of them don't survive. I think they all come back. I, I think this is going to be just like WrestleMania. The ultimate, everybody gets what they want. I don't think anybody's right. not going to come back. I think it's going to to that degree mirror the comics everybody's gonna pop back thanos gets defeated and we literally right off into the sunset look back and go wow this was an amazing build-up main event Babyface goes over strong the world is happy right let's sit on this park bench stare at the sun and drink some game of thrones whiskey yeah i uh i also agree and here's the like reality of it uh the amount of money that everybody in this movie is about to make uh, is insane. It's absolutely insane. And I don't think that you can say that you don't like filming these movies. You know, like you can be Chris Evans and be like, oh man, this is so tough doing this and it's really hard and it, you know, it's not fun and all this other stuff. And then like an actual check for $5 million shows up and it's like, well, you know what? It's better than being in some dumb movie that no one's going to watch. You know, and I don't think any of these people are actually going anywhere. I think I think Cap dies. I think Captain think... America dies. Really? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, because Captain, America, Captain I... America dies. Like, sorry to cut you off, Jamie. Just so I can, Captain America dies. Like, so that he can return. I think either Captain America dies, dies, okay. doesn't come back. So you mean dies like? Go ahead, I'll let you finish. I think I think Captain America. I look, with the exception of the snap, right? Of which, when you eliminate half the universe, everybody knew as soon as the snap happened, everybody was coming back. That was going to be the whole point of Endgame, right? Right. In all of the movies, starting from Iron Man all the way to Captain Marvel, the heroes haven't suffered a loss, right? Right. Right. Uh, Quicksilver, but I mean, yeah, okay. The heroes haven't suffered a loss that matters. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think for the ending of this, 
a true hero has to sacrifice themselves to let everybody else live. My theory is, Liam as the movie guy, the way they've told the story, it should be Tony Stark. Yeah, he's the guy that's got to lay down on the wire. He started it. He should end it. That being said, I think it's going to be Cap. Yeah. Because he's the one guy that it's his nature. He's the great I right. hope. Well, the big thing too is, and this is more of like a looking into the contractual things and, and all that nonsense. Uh, Sebastian Stan, the guy that plays Bucky, is contracted for like 15 movies or something insane. And him and Falcon are scheduled to have a television show when Disney Plus opens. And so, yeah, it would make a lot of sense if we, you know, the two of them in the comic books when Captain America died after Civil War, their whole thing was he became Captain America and the two of them were hanging out. And I I think that's what you're looking at. Because I think that would now be a catalyst, you know, Cap, Cap sacrifices himself for everybody. The ultimate human sacrifices himself against the alien god to save everybody. Right. Now, again, remember the name. Now they have somebody to avenge again. Right. Certain right. people, oh my god, Cap's dead. They powder and leave. Somebody takes up his mantle, and now everything progresses. So now in that next series, now you've still got Doctor Strange captain marvel you've still got a captain america in the mix right i'll be you know a different one i like it i like okay. it although the only thing that the only thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way is we've already seen cap do the big heart-wrenching take one for the team and die but not really die by the end of the movie you know what i mean right, right. i mean so we've already seen that but if it's for good which you never want to see I really like your theorized setup. I th- you know what, Jamie? I think you got a future in like promoting and booking. I think you could really well, put thanks, something Phil. together if you ever want to put that together. Maybe someday I'll be the first person to recognize the talent in, in a future WWE champion. You never I know. Ooh, very I fun. Probably. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But anyway, that was a good show, fellas. We're all done, right? Like it's time to go. Oh, no. To... Oh, no. Oh. I have a quiz. What? Yeah, you normally uh, the last time I was here, you had the for the pops quiz, and I took part in it. This time, I developed two actually for the pops quiz, uh, but I made an easy version and a hard version. I said, Jamie, which one do you want? And he said, Let's do them all. So, so you have a soft and a hard. I get it. All right, so then we'll go to a quick break. When we come back, apparently Liam Stryker is going to be hosting the for the pops pop quiz as. The old decrepit dad takes on the new young gun dad in this episode's For the Pop Pop Quiz. You are listening to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. Are you looking for a way to spice up your life? Maybe add some fun and excitement to the bedroom? Then check out BigOBoutique.com for everything you're looking for. Whether you want to shop for pretty lingerie and pajamas or are looking for sensual lotions and toys to try out, Big O Boutique has exactly what you need. And don't worry, our online store is easy to use and will help you find all the right tools for you and your partner. We carry a huge assortment of lingerie, lotions, and more, all shipped discreetly to your door. As a special offer for the POPs listeners, enter code POPs 
at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's P-O-P-S to save 10%. So go to BigOBoutique.com today. That's BigOBoutique.com. Hey, everyone. This is Jamie from the For the Pops podcast. You know, on our show, you hear me talk all the time about undercover wear, chaotic wrestling, and a lot of the other companies I've started or worked for. Over the course of my 20 plus year career, I've helped dozens of businesses and literally thousands of individuals reach their personal and financial dreams. And you know what? Now I wanna help you. If you have a small business, a family owned company, or maybe just a great business idea, reach out to me. Maybe you're looking for a job but need some help with your search or rewriting your resume. Just let me know. Who knows, maybe you're a pro wrestler or a pro wrestling promoter who needs some tips on growing your role in the industry. Well, I can help. Check out our website. It's ohanane.com. That's O-H-A-N-A-N-E.com. Or just go to forthepops.com and follow the link at the top of the page. My company, Ohana Enterprises, we offer everything from individual coaching to marketing packages to website design and even more. Our only goal is to give small businesses and individuals the boost you need to succeed. So check us out at ohanane.com and let us help you make your dreams a reality. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into For The Pops here on the NAI Pop Networks. No, your ears do not deceive you. It is the insider himself. It is Liam Stryker, and I am hosting this week's For the Pop Quiz. I figured it was only appropriate that we had the two pops uh, go up against a pop quiz from the internet dad, Liam Stryker. What the hell is going on here? Jamie, uh, it, it's funny that he calls himself the insider. I didn't realize that the I in insider meant him. Yeah, well, it, I'm referencing. How would, how would Bill and Jason feel about this? Well, they're not here. Then it would be a we. But I'm the only one here, so it's an I. I think what he's saying is there there is an I in insiders. Oh, okay. Sure, right. sure. All right. All right. <laughs> You're trying to force the breakup. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, so I have a very special quiz here. I am the host, one half of the hosts of that movie show, along with at Mike Went, uh, and we host it here on NAI on the New Age Insiders Pop Network, as well as on North Shore 104.9. So I decided to have a strictly movie-themed quiz. Uh, you will find that there are going to be ten questions, and you are going to be challenged uh, because there are there is a mix of very easy and very hard questions. So, are you both ready to test your video knowledge? I'm ready. I'm very excited. I'm going to sure. practice one. Okay, so we are going to start with the uh, the first question, which is, who did the studio want instead of Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born? I'll go first. <laughs> I know Beyonce. Be. <laughs> I'm going Beyonce. It's for the pop. We're talking movie I music icons. There's only one female lead to go. Beyonce. Jamie? Oh, God. Who did the studio want instead of Lady Gaga? That's a good guess. I mean, I I've got to go with the standard for the pop. It's Beyonce. The answer is Beyonce. Yes. Oh, you copy answer, son of a gun. What are you uh, talking about? It had to be Beyonce. That's my answer. You can't use it. 
<laughs> so it's you the only thing I get tattooed on my body at this point with how often I use it. I when I was I knew that information when I was making this quiz. I had to make that the Thank first you. one Thank because you. I knew that you were both gonna get it, even though you didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. No, that was. Uh, all right, number two. Which 80s movie was Alan Rickman's first feature film role? And I have to go first on this one, huh, Slade? Yeah, sure you do. You can't say Beyonce on this one. No. Oh, it's not the obvious one. That's okay, because I'm going with the obvious or, one. <laughs> is it the obvious one? I don't know, but that's what I'm going with. I'm gonna go with. Oh, I can't wait to one? copy your answer. Can't wait to copy your answer. No. Ah, uh, I'm. I'm gonna say Die Hard. Okay, Slade. Yeah, it's the only movie I know that he was in in the '80s. <laughs> die Hard. Uh, you were both corrected. Is Die Hard? Yay! Oh wait, we're in the easy questions right now, aren't we? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, um. So, number three, after two questions, we are tied up 2-2. I hope you're feeling really good about yourselves. Uh, Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, and John Malkovich star in which movie? Oh, I know this one! Jamie, you have to go first. I know the answer. All right, all right, so, all right, so what, who are they again? Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, and John Malkovich. Fun fact about this while Jamie's answering. I have a childhood buddy that for whatever reason can quote the entire movie from start to finish we used to play this game where he would start we would turn the tv off he would keep going and then you turn it back on and like nailing it that's amazing that's absolutely amazing if that's true uh it's absolutely true if you follow that movie show you'll know that we recently did this film Uh, don't give him hints i was gonna say con air because you mentioned it earlier today uh, yes, it is Con Air. Con Air. It is Con Air. He started the show by mentioning that they're going to be reviewing Con Air. I pay attention during these yeah. shows. So there we go. Uh, so after three questions, you're both tied up 3-3. Uh, three, three. I was really hoping that that was the difference maker. Uh, oh, trust me. You're, you'll have chances to either know it or not. <laughs> As we continue, question number four. Name the first full-color animated feature film. I know this one, so Slade, you go first. Uh-oh. Um, just in general? Yep, it's the first full-length, full-color animated feature film. Um, I'm going to say Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Jamie? I'm also going to say Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, good job, guys. That is correct. It is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They also won an Academy Award for it. I didn't know if that was... Yeah, but I guess I'm right. Okay. I love that we are destroying this quiz, and these are the remedial questions. Well, it's funny because those are one that like I didn't know if that was the answer, but that was like the first Disney movie. I knew that one. That was in color, because of the lovely trivia that's on the uh, the bus rides with the honey buns. All right. So this one you're going to need to write down for the. Uh, this one is a multi-point answer because this was supposed to be the end and tiebreaker uh, for one the first part of this quiz. All right. So name, and you're going to have to write them all down, and then we'll sure. we will go. Okay. Uh, name the highest-grossing films 
of all time. This one is not adjusted for inflation. Did you say the highest grossing films of all time? Yes, not adjusted for inflation. Okay. <laughs> it's funny as if you think that small tidbit would be like, oh, that changes my list completely. It should. It, it should. Okay. How many do we have to name? Five. The top five. So, Jamie, do, do you want to do this like the back and forth? I was going to say, I won't say what they are. You'll give me your five and then I'll reveal the answers okay. and tell you who was right. Okay. Okay. Do you want us to text them to you? Um, I mean, we can tell them on the air. Just okay. list out your top five. Okay. I'm doing one more. Um... I have my five. I gotta, I gotta type it because I don't have a pen. Microsoft Word. I wish I knew was prepared for this. It's a quiz. You don't prepare. I didn't realize I had to write stuff down. Yeah, I also thought we were doing this in person, so I would have told you that. <laughs> We are in person. Oh yeah, of course we are. That's that's right. I'm not via satellite. All right. Uh, are you both ready? Yes. yes. All right, Jamie, you go first. I've got Avatar, Titanic, The Dark Knight, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay. And Slade. Uh, hold on. I have. I also had Titanic. I panicked and I went with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I went Jaws, E.T. I think I'm getting a point here. I think you are too. Um, and then I went with the original Star Wars. Okay. So, did uh, you miss the... not adjusted for inflation? Uh, I, <laughs> Jamie, I'm not going to lie. That had nothing to do with my change in response so uh jamie you scored three out of a potential five and scotty you scored one out of a potential five you know what uh, uh, you know what <laughs> one's better than none which one of mine was right uh titanic oh, okay uh the highest grossing films of all time starting at number five is jurassic world number four mm. avengers infinity war not oh, age of that's ultron what I meant. shit uh, number three is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yep. Number two is Titanic. And number one is Avatar. Nice. All right. I would have had four, but no, it's okay. So I lead five to four now, right? Uh, one, yes, five to four. And so <laughs> heading into the hard part of this quiz, where that point might be all the difference. I got this. So here we go. Uh, what is the item that is in every scene in Fight Club. Uh, I was hoping you'd say Seinfeld so I could say Superman statue, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Jamie, you want to go first? <laughs> I've never seen Fight Club. Are you serious? I've never seen Fight Club. Oh, but, so Slade, but, do but you I know, know the answer to scene, Hold on, in every scene in Fight Club, there's a, um, there's a coffee mug. Slade, what is your answer? <laughs> How would Jamie know that? I'm getting RJ DeLuise right now. 
Well, here's the thing. Specificity does count. So if you can be more specific than Jamie... Oh, wait, can I, can I be more specific? Yeah, I, I am looking for something very specific because the answer is extremely specific. It's a red coffee cup. Okay, Scotty? Oh, jeez. So apparently it has something to do with coffee then with how comfortable Jamie is. Um... Red coffee cup, huh? That's what he's going with. I'm going with. Red coffee cup. I'm rooting for you, Scotty. Uh, um, then I'm gonna say, uh, um, a uh, white coffee cup. Oh, so it, it had nothing to do with color. It's specifically a cup of Starbucks coffee. The movie is about materialism, and Starbucks is representative of that, and they wanted to be in the movie, and so they paid to have a star a, st- a cup of Starbucks coffee in every uh, in every scene. So I'm gonna give Jamie the point because he did say a coffee cup. But no, if- what is this, Jamie? Are you serious? Why? Then if that's the case, I said coffee cup. You copied me, you weasel. Just after, like you, after just Liam's like reaction. Did. Yeah, sure. Fine, I'll give you both one. I'll give yeah, you both fine. one. Fine. So, five to six, Jamie leads. Thank you. Uh, this next one is, Michael Myers' mask is of what celebrity? I know this one. You have to go first, Slade. Michael Myers' mask is of what celebrity? Yeah. The mask that Michael Myers wears is a Halloween mask of a certain celebrity. Who is that celebrity? Um... Uh... Michael Jordan. Mm, not even close. Okay. <laughs> um, Jamie? Spock, we need to get the Enterprise down to the planet. William Shatner. William Shatner is the correct answer. Ah! And so Jamie leads seven to five. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, number three. Is this a familiar feeling? You just staring up at the lights at the end of a match? No, I, I yes, this is actually a similar feeling when I played R.J. DeLuise. No, <laughs> I, I will tell you how I know a lot of these when we're done. Okay. Uh, Psycho was the first movie to feature what? <laughs> I know this one too. Oh, I think uh, I know this come one. Come on! I think I know this one. Psycho was the first movie to what? To feature what? To feature dot dot dot. Yeah, there was something revolutionary that happened good, good. in this movie. I, I don't want to say mine, Slade. You have to go first, because if I say mine, I'm, I'm going to be giving it away. And you're just going to copy me again. And there's no way you're going to say the same thing. Yeah. You either know this or you don't. That's not true. I'm, I'm just going to say it was uh, with a woman naked in a shower. Okay, Jamie? My guess is so weird. Like you said, I'm either I'm either Hundo P correct, yep. or I don't know where I got this. Is it a toilet? What about a toilet? A, Could a like to- a toilet flushing? That is correct. Yeah. That huh. is correct. It is the first movie to ever feature a toilet flushing. Yeah. Jamie's gonna say how he knows by what he types in Google. No, I've <laughs> not typed a thing. Yeah, that's one of those weird, quirky things. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Jamie, you're going to have to answer this one first. Uh, 1927's The Jazz Singer is credited with having the first spoken words on film. What are they? 
Al Jolson and the jazz singer. I, I don't know this one. I'm going to say a strike up the band. Okay, Scotty? I so, don't know the answer to this one. So no points are awarded for this question, and it's you ain't heard nothing yet. Oh. Right. So, so now comes to the last question. So, Slade, you have, uh, you know what? I'm gonna make all of them count. I'm gonna make all the points count on this one. Oh so, okay. so you have a chance to steal it. Sweet. All right. We did the highest-grossing films of all time without inflation. Yep. We are going to do the highest-grossing films adjusted for inflation. Oh, well then, that changes my answer. Completely. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. You were closer with your answers the first time. <laughs> oh my uh, God, he is awful. He's just awful at life. <laughs> uh, so, Scotty, do you want to go first? Um, let Jamie go first. Okay. Because so I can rework my list. It depends. Jamie, do you want me to go first? Um. Yeah, you go first, because I have my five written. Okay, so then basing it off of, I was closer. Yeah, I mean you were way off. <sighs> All right. Uh, with inflation, then I am going to stick with. I'm going to stick with Jaws. I'm going to stick with Titanic. I'm going to stick with E.T. Original Star Wars. Um, older movie. Uh, and Gone with the Wind. Okay. Those are my five. Jamie? Here are mine. Um, Wizard of Oz. Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, Titanic, and 1989 Batman. Oh, wow. So you both tied with three, which means that Jamie is the winner of the For the Pops quiz. Can, can't we just say uh, another one then? Can I guess another old movie? Because I was flip-flopping between two. Sure. I was also going to go Jamie's favorite because I thought he was going to say it. Sound of Music. Ooh. So, it it doesn't help your case. <laughs> oh. Jamie still wins, oh. but you did you should have picked that one because the highest grossing movies adjusted for inflation are Gone with the Wind, Avatar, Titanic, Star Wars: A New Hope, and The Sound of Music. Uh. Yeah, Jamie, I just assumed you were gonna go Sound of Music when I was thinking of older movies. That wasn't even was on my radar. Yeah, it was really shocking because number six is actually E.T., and I would have thought E.T. would have snuck in at number five. E I was going back and forth between E.T. and 1989 Batman. Yeah. So, Jamie, you are the winner of this week's For the Pop Pops quiz. How do you feel? See, see, I, I what you don't know about me, Slade, or, or Liam, is like, you know how like, sometimes you're watching TV and you have TV on the background and you're bored and like you just go on the interwebs? 
Right. My favorite thing to do is I go to IMDb and I click on the stupid trivia tab. Right. That's like how I kill time. And then like you just you wormhole through it. So, you know, you know, you start on uh, Star Wars, New Hope. Then you go to Star Wars Episode One. Then you click on um, uh, what's his name who played Obi-Wan. Then you're going to put Big Fish. And like, that's all I do. Weird. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the uh, these the trivia questions that I asked, while very, very hard and obscure, are definitely well known. Not by you either, you either, yeah, you either knew them or you didn't. That was basically it. So, thank you, gentlemen, for letting me curate this week's for the pops quiz. Th- thank you, thank you for being here tonight. And, and we have one other question for you. Uh, it's not a quiz question, but um, uh, when do we come by the NAI offices for our annual review? Uh, so we, I'm going to, uh, you know, I formulated all the, uh, the notes. I took notes this entire time and, uh, you know what? I'll email you on Monday. Okay. Well, thanks. You know, I just want to reinforce what a pleasure it is working for you guys on oh, how much you. I value my position here on the NAI pop power. Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll take you under, under review there. That's not, come on, Jamie, just be the Austin double bird. The, uh, the powers that be. Look, I, I value my spot here on the NAI Pop Network. I, I'm happy to be a part of it. And, and you know, Liam, I, I hope you found something of value and something you want to continue with here on the network. Uh, JJ, and, Ted Turner, the, the same initial style. Come on, let's start WCW. And, 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 if, and, if, and if there is something you don't like or something you want to change, no problem. Uh, I can have Slade replaced tomorrow. So no Okay, problem. that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I had a blast. I mean, this show's always super duper fun. Uh, you know, with you two, you're, the banter's always great, and the guests are always fun, even when they're not me. Sweet. Well, <laughs> we'll try to make sure that we get Liam on more often because he is the insider of New Age Insiders. You have been listening to For the Pops. I am Scotty Slade for Jamie J. Mikowski for Liam Stryker. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.